Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two, and that is myself and my boy, Mr. Front Row Kenny on the opposite side of me. How you doing, my brother? What's happening? What's happening, good people? Yeah, yes, it is Monday. The race happened today, but before we get into some NASCAR top, Kenny, I have to explain how my weekend went. It was absolutely amazing. Y'all know it was amazing. I don't even know why I have to tell them. I don't even know what I have to say. I was just getting ready to say. I don't even know why you even got to say that because I say this every damn week. Yes, like your weekend is always out of out of like it's it's out of this world in another league compared to my weekends normally. And it's so funny because my Tuesday is a weekend. Man, see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, <clears throat> I apologize for my voice because my voice is going to go in and out during this. But I will do my best to, to to keep it strong for all of our listeners today here. Thank you guys once again for supporting All Turns No Breaks. A shout out and a big shout out to all of you guys that keep coming in and listening to our podcast. We certainly appreciate your support. So anyway, back to explaining what happened in my weekend. I rode up to a little small place here in California called uh, the Joshua Tree. Now, if you don't know where that is and you don't know what it is, it's a it's a, it's out in the desert, a uh, little small place out in the desert here in California. It's really hot during the day and really cold at night because, like I said, it is the desert. But we went out there for a bachelor party. Now, I know that sounds a weird place to have a bachelor party, but let me tell you, it was absolutely fantastic. Because, you know, Kenny, my buddy is not, he's not, a, he's not a wild guy like me. He's not, I mean, you know, I, I mean, he, he's, he's wild, but not in, he's just wild in a different way. This guy is just really laid back and, you know, he likes to sit back and, you know, just kind of munch down on some shrooms a little bit and uh, look at the stars and, that, you know, that's his thing. And, dude, uh, it's not my thing, but I was like going to be with around like with, you know, with a bunch of the guys that, that, and we're all really close and we party together. You know, when we get together, you know, we all have drinks and take shots of tequila and we love it, but that's basically what we did, man. And I'm going to tell you, dude, it was absolutely one of the, the best times I've had in my life. And it's, and it, and it, and to be able to do that without all the, the, the normal stuff of a bachelor party, Brother, I have to I have to say, Kenny, it was just absolutely a wonderful time being there, and I, and I felt like I was with like like back in high school. We were just like at we were at an Airbnb, and you know the parents were gone, and we we all brought liquor, beer, and I I, I stopped by Bevmo, one of the liquor outlets out here in California, and I bought a bottle of Don Julio, nineteen forty two. And a bottle of it's called Clasa, it's called Clase Azul Tequila. Excuse me, it's called Clase Azul. I know what both of them are, man. Big step over here, yeah, buddy. And let me tell you that. And now, if you know about the Clase Azul, bro, you know it's got a bell on top. So when you get ready to take that shot of tequila, you just ring the bell. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna tell you, look, here it is, right here. You just go, and then it's like you're ready for shots, <laughs> man. That is. So, oh so our listeners out there of all turns, no breaks. When you hear that bell, it I, I, to me every time I hear a bell, I like, oh, are we doing shots? <laughs> 
Man, they need to go ahead and sponsor us, man, just off the strength of this one clip, man. Look, I'm, I'm going to make a clip you. out of this. And I'm tagging them. Listen, sponsor I'm us. Why not? You, brother, <laughs> you know what? They should because every time you hear that ding, that, yeah, class is in session and it's classe azul is in session, my brother. But we had a wonderful man. time, Kenny, man. <laughs> it sounded like I had a real good time. But listen, you know, for the folks out there, out there listening for us, man, listen. If y'all sponsor us, I promise you, I like to keep. I like tequila too. So look, I will wrap your brand just as hard as anything. <laughs> Trust me, believe me. So that's just my message to y'all. But man, see, you always have like a star-studded weekend because compared to mine, man, I watched playoff basketball and I watched baseball this weekend. I did not do too much. Like I was really just chilling. Nice weather outside though this weekend. I I actually worked out outside instead of indoors this time around. So that was nice. Well, but dude, that, that's yeah. Big. No, but but that means that, that's, that's big coming from from you because you because of where you're at and and the fact that you said the weather was nice. I mean, it tells you exactly how nice it was out there. Yeah, nah, it wasn't like too. It wasn't too too hot. Like even though it was warm enough for people to like get in the pool and everything, because it is just that time. At least the where at least where I live at, my pool is legitimately right next to my apartment. So for one, it's great easy access to walk downstairs. However, comma. On that front, when the kids are back out and they out of school, man, all I hear is games of Marco Polo the entire summer. So I have to hear that from <laughs> probably in a couple of weeks when these kids get out of school all the way up until like at least September. So, yeah, that's the only downside to that. And my office is right here. And so when I'm, my office is also my gaming space for PC. So when I'm sitting here flying or I'm sitting here racing and my headphones aren't on, that is part of what I'm going to end up hearing. But, hey, you know, it is... It is what it is. It's cool. I'm glad everyone is having a good time as summer gets closer and closer. But yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. had we had ourselves we had ourselves a doozy of a race. As much as you had a great weekend, the race today, even though I got postponed, today's race is pretty damn good, I yeah. would say so. And, and you know, Kenny, I, I was and and I told this to Kenny like uh right before we started the podcast, but you know, it it seemed like, you know, starting it actually well. Today seemed like it was better than, than than actually watching it from yesterday. And maybe granted the weather had a lot to do with that. But I, I agree that I thought the race today was was pretty good. And I know a lot of people were pissed off and and and, and rightfully so. You know, Kenny, this this just seems to be an ongoing thing when once again, NASCAR decides just to go ahead and postpone it and start the race uh, pretty much when nobody can watch it. I mean, it, it is frustrating, you know, coming from a fan's standpoint. And, and, and if you saw any anything on Twitter about it, Kenny, I mean, fans were just going off. I think I think one one of the funniest ones I read was was from a guy and actually it was a kid in, in high school. He was like, well, I, I guess I'm not going to school. He's like, or I, I guess I'm just going to have to bring my phone in and, and watch it during during math class or something like that. And I, I just started laughing. Hey, and, uh, look, but yeah, I was one of those kids. Of pissed off fans. <laughs> Listen, I was one of those kids in high school, too. I had to do the same thing a couple times. At least I can remember. I still remember one Daytona 500 in particular, if you guys don't remember, when Juan Pablo Montoya unfortunately had a mechanical failure and hit the jet dryer. That one, I remember that Sunday prior to that race, I was like, okay, I'm ready to watch 500, start my year off right, blah, blah, blah. And of course it gets delayed. And I remember like the next day, mind you, the race went on on Sunday. It was supposed to go on during the daytime, but it kept raining again. And so and then the race actually ended up running in prime time, which was great for me because 
I'm sitting there watching the race. I'm probably, I think I was doing homework or a paper or something like that. And I had a chance to watch it. But obviously, like today, it was in the middle of the day, noon for most people. Or at least it was noon on the East Coast, let me say that. And rather earlier morning for the folks on the West Coast. But yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that that happens sometimes. And also, I guess you're also in the situation where like Sunday, a race on Sunday, it's not like the race is on Saturday and then it's running on Sunday afternoon. And, you know, it's like, oh, OK, whatever. Cool. I'm, I'm more than likely home anyway. Most folks were at work today, which I get 100 percent. Some people listen to it on the radio via MRN was covering the race this weekend. Or obviously, if they snuck their phones at work or they had a second monitor, because I am definitely I definitely used to be the second monitor person. So I could keep up with the race. Obviously, I had work there, but still wanted to keep up with what was going on. But, you know, it's a tricky situation, obviously, because the reason why most our most races that we have even on the east coast are rather late is mainly because of the demand and want to have the west coast audience right the west coast audience is coming in like how what most people on the east coast want most people on the east coast want either a 12 o'clock start or one o'clock start i used to literally grow up on that that time frame start unless it was a race on the west coast west coast races are always like 3 30 4 o'clock and, you know, that was like kind of expected. But now it's like pretty much the norm every in every single place. So, you know, when you have it like that, it kind of leaves no room for error. So, like, I understand why people want that. But obviously the bigger picture is when it comes to the TV networks and they're deciding of when and where it can be placed on. And same thing with it being on Fox Sports 1. I think probably less people have Fox Sports 1 than they do, obviously, their local Fox affiliate. You know, that's the right. real difficult. That's the real difficult thing. And I think like at least from working in that type of environment, they always want to try to get the race in the same day. They don't want to really force anybody to go in on a Monday. Most people don't want to do it. Even people that are actually working, you want to try and get everything in on the same day because it becomes a logistical nightmare. It is tough as hell to come in on the next day where you have to have people either from your office that are working there and have all hands on deck just to get people in and make sure everything you know works like clockwork. It's just a big catch to it and yes i am one of those people who do wish we still have one o'clock starts for the east coast like i would love for that to happen even though i know realistically it probably won't but <clears throat> excuse me yeah you know it's just the nature of where it's at right now but i understand people's frustration i'm not gonna take away from that because i mean it's a fair one because i mean that crowd on sunday i frankly haven't seen a dover crowd look like that in a while now granted they did take out a lot which probably needs to be done in quite a few places since we are way past the boom in nascar i think it's probably a better thing to do but yeah you know the dover crowd looked pretty pretty good obviously they have been dimensed down to only one race a year so you've only got one shot to go at it and i've always been in the category of hey look if i can force people to be in a situation where i know they can't go but once like the Miami GP for Formula One coming up this year, yeah, or ne- or this upcoming weekend, yeah. it'll demand people to be like, okay, I gotta get this ticket because I only got one <laughs> shot of this ticket a year, you know. So yeah, yeah, you know, more of that, in my opinion. Yeah, I I I, I completely agree, and I, I I think I was listening to God, man, it was I was I was listening to the Dover race when it was initially the first day, you know, the day it got rained out, but because I was driving back. But when when they were on still on the rain delay when they hadn't called the race yet and they didn't make a decision yet whether they were gonna uh, postpone it or not and, or till the next day it, it was just still being postponed as, as at that time. But a lot of the guys were just talking about you know just going down a list of of of, of some of the of some of the tracks that 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 it's a, a must visit. 
And I mean, Dover's one of them. I mean, I'll be honest with you. And and uh, but it's it's hard because you 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 always go well. Th- this track is a must go. It's a must go to see, and and that track is a must go to see. But man, there's a lot of tracks out there that I'm like, man, you got to go to a lot of them. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I yeah, just, no. I don't think I could just point to one. That that's kind of hard. Right. That's a lot of places. Yeah, I would definitely recommend people to go and. If I think about Dover, the reason why I I haven't been myself, but every single person that tells me is one of those places you got to see in person. Yeah. And there's a, quite a few tracks on the schedule, I feel like, that warrant that same exact thing. Like, I think Old Atlanta, before it got reconfigured, on TV, you're probably like, man, I can take a damn nap in the middle of this thing, and it doesn't even matter. But it's like one of those races where you just got to see it in person. Um yeah. A prime example of another one, I have not been to Homestead, but everyone says the same thing. It's even better in person. Even though on TV it looks really good as it is, I'm very happy that it's in the playoffs this year. But either way, it's just a place you got to see in person. And and especially watching like some of the onboard cameras because for my engineer guys, look, the loads on the cars are so insane and any corners, like it looks crazy from everyone's perspective from what i've been told but also on the top of that that mile track already in itself there's a ton of passing i didn't get a chance to see the passing number for this race but on tv obviously they focus a lot on the front and sometimes you might catch a middle pack battle here and there but again giving the example of atlanta the the last time i went was 2017 and the thing about it was it was a long 500 mile race no doubt but at the same time despite brad kozlowski doing really great there were a ton of battles. Like I could pick two cars, watch them for 20, 30 laps, and they go at it for the entire time. Mm-hmm. I could pick another set of cars and I could watch that entire time. But it's kind of hard to see that on TV unless they're actually showing it, right? So yep. if you don't see it on TV, I think that's where it's kind of hard. So I think like obviously you're not going to be able to see every single car probably every single weekend outside of from the start when they do the grid or unless one of those cars in the back actually wrecks or something like that. So nobody yep. can see it. But I think if we had a little bit more coverage of what's happening in the middle of the field, it would give people a different perspective on a, quite a few tracks. And I think that is just like something that's hand of the broadcast like right now. That's just what the broadcast yeah. is currently. So, you know, the more you add that, the more value you give to your fans. And I think that's just something that's probably missing from something like that. And I think even over the years, like Dover – I will say I am just glad that that place is running that race at 400 miles and not like 500 miles like it used to be in the 90s. I don't know how people <laughs> survive that. That is a fan from a fan perspective and from a driver perspective. That is brutal. And especially the way that place is designed. But, you know, like I said, I personally really enjoyed that race from start to finish. It was really entertaining. And you had comers and goers the entire time. And I think that's a product of great strategy. NASCAR didn't give everybody an extra set of tires. I'm glad they didn't. And that made things pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it sure. It sure as hell did. Because, uh, I mean, you would you 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 think that had had they done that, it may not have been as. But but I was glad that they didn't. Yeah, because it definitely made it more exciting. Yeah, no, and they've done that before, and Dale Jr. was actually talking about it on Twitter. I think it was some race in Texas that they happened to do that, and it changed everything, not for the right reason at that point, but, you know, he was pretty upset about that and kind of reminded uh, (laughs) folks about that one. And some races, I think, in the 90s, I think I know which one he was talking about. It was a race at Pikes Peak when he was racing the Bush Series, now Xfinity, 
And he was like, yeah, nah, that was not cool. But, you know, it is what it is, obviously. So with that being said, I think this is actually a perfect time to talk about the top 10 since we yeah, had all the strategy it, and all of these different things happening at Dover. But Chase Elliott picks up his 14th career win and his first win of 2022. So he becomes one of the other different winners this season, which is Yep. been quite crazy and now actually everyone at Hendrick has managed to win a race so yeah it is um it is pretty good on them so super early on but yeah um solid performance from the Hendrick folks already and they are looking strong as a unit but Chase like I said Chase LA got that win Ricky Stenhouse Jr. with the second place finish today he came in today about that? Yeah, 31st man. in points 31st in points they have not had a Great start for JTG this season, unfortunately. But today he ran really well. They pitted the car really well and strategy played in their hand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they almost stole one. And that would have been a very interesting win. And, and if, <laughs> yeah, it you know, like have. that that would have been something. But, you know, kudos to them. And this is what I like so far about the next gen car is having this level of parity to some degree. But, yeah, the real players are obviously still the players, but at the same time, you know, you still have some guys in the middle that can make it. Ross Chastain, who almost was flirting with winning back-to-back -back races, came I, home in third. I told you, man. He's, he's you out. did. You, I was like, I was thinking about it, too. <laughs> Soon as it happened, I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, Renee definitely said that last week. Like, he I might just... actually go <laughs> go two for two. I'm like, yeah, Well, maybe. I was like, man, come on, Ross. <laughs> You're making me look yeah, like, a, like making me look like a like uh, like like a like a guru over here. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. He had a good run though. I mean, yeah. very very solid run from the uh, track house from track house racing. They are on a tear. I think they're gonna have a really good season. They have. I don't know if they've peaked just yet, but they look very good right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Bell came home in fourth. Fifth was Alex Bowman, who was last year's winner here at Dover. Kyle Larson came home in sixth. Seventh was Kyle Busch. Eighth, Chris Busher, who was on the pole this weekend. And in ninth, Kevin Harvick. And to round out the top 10 for Petty GMS, Eric Jones, which again just goes, goes with my theory of how interesting it is to have, you know, this type of top 10. Like it looks different. Yeah. Like it's, it's not necessarily your typical top 10 that you would even expect to nope. see right away. You know, you just wouldn't in, in a different year. But yeah, I mean, that was. That was yeah, cool, man. You know, I, I, you know, Kenny, I, I keep looking at at the top tens, you know, you know, every week after the races, and and they always look this way more and more often. I think, and you know, it, it's 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 good. I mean, I, I like it. I you know, I like to see you know the different names up there. You know, different guys trying to get in there and 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 you know and and come out and and pull some magic out of the hat. You know, and, and just try to do things differently. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., I mean, you know, he's in second, you, you know, and, and granted, maybe he was at the right place at the right time. I don't know, but, you know, a la Alex Bowman and I put in quotes, but, <laughs> you know, it just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, per Kyle Larson, uh, Kyle Bush, but anyway, you know, which we'll talk later in the podcast about. But, you know, I, I like it, you know, Kenny. I think it's good for the sport. I think it's uh, good for the fans to see, you know, the, the newer and younger drivers, you know, kind of more and more in there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I, I always, you know, like to see the, our, our regular, you know, Kyle Bushes and Kevin Harvick's and Denny Hamlin, who obviously had uh, just an atrocious day of, in, in my book. But we'll get to that also later. But it's good to see, you know, Chase Elliott get his first win of the season. 
And uh, I mean, hell, if you look at, you know, the top five and none but, you know, Chevy's, you know, the only one, one, one Toyota, Christopher Bell in the top five. <laughs> but I mean, well, you had Kyle Busch there at seventh, but, you know, uh, you know, it's good to see these young guys in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Chevy's have shown out, you know, like you said, two, two Toyotas in that top, in that top five, but yeah, it has been a very, very interesting start to the season. I've been very happy with it. I mean, I will say I am one to criticize Goodyear when it comes to the tires and just like Tony Stewart. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I got to say, the tire they brought here this weekend, I don't know what the idea was or what the you know compound they were really basing it on. They brought one that was really good. I mean, it laid down rubber really well, which obviously at Martinsville, that was a big problem. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. Of course that, you know, of course there's a lot more to that in that situation, but here at Dover, I felt like the track rubbered in really well. I mean, even after Sunday where it rained on Monday, the track rubbered in very, very nicely. And you can notice it throughout the entire race where drivers had a chance to pick, you know, high line, low line, and in the middle wherever they wanted to go. And, you know, I think that type of freedom lets it go back to the driver's hands and they let them do where, they feel comfortable, and sometimes where they feel comfortable is the fastest thing you've ever seen. Right. And Chase Elliott dominated in his own regard at the end there, and he ran really well. And, you know, you had a couple different guys run up run up front. Uh, Denny Hamlin, before his uh, shenanigans, was doing pretty well. Ross Chastain was running well. Uh, Marty yeah. Rice Jr. was. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know that that whole thing, Kenny too, not to cut you off, but uh, you know, like like the whole thing that that unfolded with with Ross and Chastain and Martin Truex, you know, right there at the end, I, you know, I, I I missed it, and I had to go back and, and and look at it. I mean, although I you know I heard him talking about it, but I was just like it it didn't seem like much. I mean, I don't know from. from like I I try to go back and look at that a couple. It wasn't of times. done on purpose. I no, don't think no, no, so, absolutely that. not. But 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 the way that Truex fell off, it it didn't seem like it like like it it cost that much to 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 have him fall off like that towards the end. I was like, wow, I guess he must have yeah. hit him harder than than I thought. <laughs> I don't even think he hit him that hard. I just think the angle they came off the wall was just kind of weird. And then like once he bounced off of him, you know, he lost control of it, and that yeah. was all she wrote. I don't think Ross is doing that on purpose. Now look, I, if. Yeah. If you know Ross Chastain and his history, he has raced hard, even in a premium motorsports car and a Rick Ware car. He made those cars run a lot differently than most people would ever get that get out of it. And he's one I've always known to race very hard, like no matter what, does not care. And honestly, that's okay. He is like the best version of a blue collar NASCAR Cup Series driver that you could ever want. I think uh, he's definitely somebody that needs to be marketed a whole lot more because he just literally gives off that, hey, look, I'm good at this. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to race hard. And, you know, results may vary. And so far, results have led to wins this season. So, yeah. you know, he's definitely proven his worth each and every time out there. But, yeah, you know, I know Truex wasn't very happy about it. No hands were thrown, of course. It was a lot of talking. But, yeah, it was just – I hate to say it, but damn, it was just one of them racing deals. That's all it was, really. Like, well, that's, that's, a best, that's the best thing I can call it. Yeah, no kidding. And 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 like and like it was it was Hamlin. Okay, so Hamlin lost a tire, and who who else lost? Somebody else lost a tire, didn't they? So so look, actually, as we go into the tire debacle in that situation, AJ Allmendinger was the second person who that, also that, had a very that, funny yeah. moment. I thought he was gonna punch the toolbox, but he thought about it. He 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 look, he loaded up. He was like, Hold on, wait a minute. 
And when I saw that, I was like, man, you, you must have been thinking about Amari Stoudemire when he punched a fire extinguisher and broke his hand. He was like, you know what? That box is going to hurt a whole lot more than this going that I can hurt it. So let me tell let you, me think let me think about it. <laughs> Any anytime you you hit equipment, the equipment's always going to win no matter what. <laughs> man, listen, if I if I could count the times I've been angry and there's been like objects in the in the vicinity and I'm like, you know what? If I hit this, this is going to hurt. But let me think about this. I'm pissed, but look, you know, I might be on my computer and I might be racing. I might want to slam my hand on the, on the desk, but like, look, let me think about this because you know yeah. what? I still got to use my hands. So let me yeah, think man. twice on this, but well, yeah, I, you know, he, he, he made he the right that. decision. He made the right he decision. He did. Yeah, look, that he did a hundred percent. Cause you know what? And it ain't even worth it. Cause he would have been sick if he couldn't race next weekend for yeah, man. Um, Xfinity at Darlington. But yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> I, I just felt bad for both of them, especially Denny Hamlin. Just that, I, I mean, you know, I, 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 you know what I thought was funny is I, and I don't remember who said it, but they said, anytime your tire passes you, <laughs> that's never a good thing. And no, it's never a good thing. It was terrible. I saw the tire come off on TV, and I'm like, I wonder who who that belongs to this time around. And when I saw it was Denny, I was like, damn, because he was he had just won the stage. Like that's yeah, the thing, he had exactly. won the stage prior to that moment. But I don't know what it was about his day. His day started off very interesting because Michael Waltrip had a cake for him, and he dropped the cake like right under the car. It didn't hit the car this time, but he dropped the he dropped the cake. That was the start of it. And it seemed like after that, that was all she wrote. But I don't know what it is about these situations because that's going to that's going to leave Chris Gabehart with a four race suspension. Yeah. The Jackman and and the crew member who was supposed to put the tire on. So, you know, you've got them, you don't you won't have them for the next upcoming races. So that means they won't have them for Darlington, the All-Star race, Kansas and and the Coke 600 as well. So, yeah, you man, won't have a, your just same a, a costly costly foul up, man. Yeah, it's and, and you know what's crazy? Obviously, it has happened more than once to more than one team and more than one driver. And I don't know, someone said it best. Like, obviously, you're trying to go to fast as fast as you can with these pit stops, but this one luck thing is a little bit different. And the weirdest way possible, as they say in racing, sometimes going the slowest is going to make you the fastest. And I think maybe this means that they got to slow down just a little bit on these pit stops because there's these constant mistakes that have hammered them. I mean, it's hammered 23XI as well, and Joe Gibbs racing quite clearly, and a few others. But, you know, you don't expect that from the big players, obviously. You expect right. them to be a little bit more polished than others. But, you know, when you have it constantly happening or happening, you know, week in and week out, it's it's bad. I mean, you know, think about Bubba. He just got Booty Baker back on the box after he got suspended for the loose wheel. Like, I think that was at Coda, I believe. But, yeah, you know, when you have those – type of incidents happen it can kill a race Denny was running great but it just didn't pan out that way for the remainder of the day he also got into it with Cody Ware and that whole situation but it just got worse from there and yeah you know it's just I don't know I hope it gets better throughout the season obviously we still got some growing pains to go through for the remainder of the year with this new car but yeah it was it was a very eventful Dover I gotta yeah. say well, let's let's go into a little bit of a, a different gear here and, and, and talk about a little something more uplifting. And how about those throwback paint schemes, man? I mean, oh, there, man, there's, yes, there's sir. I'm, uh, like, Kenny, there's probably about like three of those that that are that 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 are my favorite. And it's hard to pick between. Well, if I had to pick between the three, gosh, man. 
the, the I'll, I'll tell you which one that I like. Hey, look, it, hey, look, it's your world. You can pick as many as yeah. you want. <laughs> the one that I liked the most was was the the Brett Moffat. I think it was Darlington throwback. Ah, oh, shit! It, it was a it was a, a white and red. I'm oh, the, the uh, Mark Martin the. The Mark Martin car, yeah, yeah, that, that's a Mark good, Martin that's that's car. a good boy, one. That one was that boy, that that's a man, that's a nice one, dude. And 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 of course the other one was was you know the the Hellman's, the Justin Algaier JR uh, Motorsport Chevrolet. Uh, that the they don't is old. ever miss. They don't ever miss, Junior. Yeah. When it comes to like a paint scheme that needs to be done right, I swear every single time Junior Motorsports gets it right. Because when they came out with the, I think it was 2002, that Josh Berry's going to run. It was his old Bush Series car. And it was supposed to be like a theme, like Looney Tunes time at the right, time. Yeah, I remember yeah. that was a thing. But they did that car justice. Like, they did they, such a they, good job. And then some. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think the th- the third one that I really liked too was also uh, Ty Gibbs, the the number fifty four Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota. It was the interstate, the the interstate batteries. I mean, that's just old school NASCAR. I mean, come on, man. Like you know, I I was like, and 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 it, and it was because of just that old school kind of you know that that like like it reminded me almost like, not not the color scheme, but it just gives gives me that that old STP type of of feel to it. You know what I mean? Like that's NASCAR. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a lot of cool. It's yeah, a whole which one lot was your cool favorite? Ones. Man, by default, I know it's been done before. I think a couple of years ago, I think Matt DiBenedetto um, did this one. Harrison Burton is actually throwing it back to his dad for his 2000, 2000 XI car, which is with the lightning and the purple. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Or pink, or pink, I should say. The mm-hmm. pink, the dark and lighter blue and the white it is one of my favorite schemes of all time like i absolutely love that car like that car is absolutely one of my favorites that jeff burton ever ran it's a dex imaging or something like that yeah and they they did good i just love i just love it they they did a fantastic job on it i guess i could also say i really do like harvick scheme his scheme goes back to i believe like 2011 it was a it was a car for it was a car for breast cancer awareness which is really cool it's like a pink white and black car i think they did a really good job on that that one looks pretty dope also chase briscoe if i have to give another one chase briscoe's car is really really sharp i think they did a really good job on that one the lightning bolt or whatever you want to call it is spot on the color is great i think it's gonna look really pop on sunday when it comes to the race but yeah no it looks really good I always love throwback time. I love these paint schemes that come out. It makes me want to spend Boco money on <laughs> on throwback NASCAR shirts because I love throwback NASCAR shirts. So yeah, but yeah, it's gonna be cool though. I'm really I'm really happy the teams participating in this one, and it's gonna be a fun one. Darlington is one of my favorite racetracks on the schedule anyway. So yeah, it'll be it'll be real cool. Well, Kenny, speaking of Darlington, I think it's about time for some predictions. Uh, myself, uh, what about you? Yeah, well, uh, we got some throwback. We got some throwback predictions to do. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, we do. So let's go ahead and do it, Kenny. I want to know who you got. It's time for race predictions. Well, Darlington, the Goodyear 400 to be exact. It's going to be a fun one. Mother's Day weekend. Shout out to all the mothers out there in advance. I guess I'm going to actually going to go with some folks that are a little bit more so on the veteran side. I'm going to go with two Toyotas. I'm going with Martin Truex Jr. He has won a Southern 500 before, so I think he's a very easy pick in that case. And then I'm going with my alternative pick as Denny Hamlin, who has won at Darlington multiple times as well. I think it's two easy picks for me. They do really well when it comes to these long runs. I could be wrong, obviously, 
But you know, you can also correct me on Twitter at Front Row Kenny if you want to <laughs> give me your picks for, for give me your picks for Darlington. I don't mind; doesn't offend me. But with that being said, Renee, who you got? All right. Well, here we go. My pick is going to be actually uh, my picks uh, are going to be actually pretty interesting just because of just who they are in general. <laughs> and you're going to laugh probably when I when you hear them. So the, the my main pick of who I think is going to come out on top. I'm also going to go with the uh, older veteran driver. I'm going with the number 18 Kyle Busch to come through and take the checkered flag home. Now, here's where it gets interesting, Kenny, because my alternative pick is going to be none other then his favorite guy, Alex Bowman, Mr. Alex <laughs> Bowman himself. I can totally see Alex Bowman sneaking in there and taking taking one away from Kyle Busch just to piss him off. But uh, Kyle Busch is my main pick, and Alex Bowman, the 48, is my alternative pick. If you have alternative picks, what say you, fans of All Turns No Breaks? Please let us know on our social media. Hit us up across the board on social media. It's at Turns No Breaks. Once again, it's across the board at Turns turns no breaks on our social media hit us up and let us know who he's going to win let us know who you think your alternative pick is going to be as we always like to say but for for myself and kenny we always appreciate you uh tuning in to all turns no breaks and listening to our podcast and like kenny just mentioned just a few minutes ago happy mothers a pre-happy mother's day to all the mothers out there this coming weekend i hope you guys uh, get to uh see your moms talk to your moms be with your moms and most definitely uh get to hug your moms and you you know, those things uh, are a lot of, those are a lot of things that, that we also need to cherish in life. And I, I hope that you guys have a wonderful and fantastic Mother's Day weekend. For Kenny and myself, we hope that you stay safe. Enjoy the week at Darlington, and we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. See ya. Once again, happy Mother's Day. And as always, stay hydrated. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. 